Welcome to Peace Pathfinders, your guide to cultivating inner and outer peace in a chaotic world. I'm your host, Dr. Jody Bremer. Join us on a journey of transformation through personal stories, expert interviews, and thought-provoking discussions. We'll dive deep into the complexities of peace, sharing insights and practical tools to help you navigate life's challenges with grace and resilience. Whether you're seeking inner tranquility, striving for harmony in your relationships, or looking to make a positive impact on your community and the world, you're in the right place. Hello, Peace Pathfinders. Welcome back to another episode where we continue our journey towards inner and outer peace and connection. I am your host, Dr. Jody Bremer. Today, we have a truly fascinating guest joining us on our path. She is a modern-day witch, a Reiki master and teacher, and a medium with an open channel to realms beyond our everyday perception. Her unique blend of spiritual practices and insights provides a fresh perspective on the pursuit of peace. I met Seraphis way back in 2008 at a very cool yoga studio that unfortunately has closed. After having a serious accident and going through rehab, I met Seraphis and wanted to try Reiki for the first time. We've stayed in contact ever since. Above all of Seraphis's many gifts, she's a wonderful person with a big heart, and I always hold our conversations in high regard, especially because they are so thought-provoking and true about life. Please join me in extending a warm welcome to Seraphis, a guide through the mystical realms and a beacon of light on our collective quest for harmony. Seraphis, thank you for being with us on Peace Pathfinders today. It's good to have you. Thank you so much, Jody. I'm so <laughs> honored by your introduction. My goodness. That was really lovely. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really thrilled to be here with you. Yeah, it's this great to have, have you here. I'm looking Thank forward you. to it. Yes, so. absolutely. So I was thinking before we get started, I just wanted to ask you a lighter question because, you know, they're just so important too. Um, so if you were to imagine that you have a peace pet that embodies a perfect sense of inner peace, what kind of animal would it be and what would you name it? <laughs> <laughs> so my first thought um, was, of course, a tribble, which I don't know if you're familiar. I'm not. What it's is it? <laughs> a creature from the uh, Star Trek universe. And the tribble is a kind of like a a ball of fur, mm -hmm. similar in size to maybe a bunny rabbit, very soft. They purr and they generate this wonderful energy that is just makes you feel good. This makes you feel yeah. calm, makes you feel peace. And of course, this led to some <laughs> shenanigans on uh, the enterprise because everyone wanted to just kind of chill out and not really do their work. But I think in <laughs> in measurement, right, uh, mm -hmm. having restraint, that a tribble would truly be a marvelous peace pet. And of course, I would have to name it Queef because that's just too funny. <laughs> a tribble named Queef. I like that. <laughs> All right. Tribble. I'll have to look that up um, too, see what they look like. How do you for yourself? So, you know, I am um, a big mind. I like to think about things. I like to investigate. So mm -hmm. I did a little research and the dictionary defines peace as an absence of war or hostilities, mm -hmm. an agreement, a treaty, harmonious relations, tranquility, mm -hmm. freedom from quarrels or disagreement, 
and societal friendship. And the thing that I thought was really interesting is when you look at the, the etymology, it goes all the way back to the mid-12th century, and the root comes from to fasten or bind together. That's really interesting. Yeah, and I that's where I got this understanding that the idea of peace is actually meant to be a collective experience. It's meant to be a community emotion. Or, Rather than like the absence of something. Right, right. It's something that's meant to connect us. It's meant to open the ways for us to exchange energy, trade, you know, whatever mm-hmm. relationship with each other. So this idea that it actually holds us together, I think that's really interesting that yeah. when we allow peace into our personal space, that it then opens us up to allowing peace in our community mm-hmm. and that helps bring in richer relationships and connections, which I think is what we're always looking for. Yeah. So for me personally, when I think about peace, what I tend to feel is a lack of tension or resistance. Um, It is for me the opposite of being triggered. It's being relaxed and at ease, healed, whole, unburdened, Mm -hmm. and having a lightness of being. And for me, this has come through self-awareness and self-actualization. So it's a practice. It's an exercise that I develop and devote myself to in hopes of not just creating greater peace for myself, greater wholeness, healing for myself, but then that energy expands out into my relationships and into Mm -hmm. the community at large, creating greater ease and opportunity for connection. It taps into some of those like more formal definitions, but like what that means for you and to be able to still connect at the end of the day too, to kind of go within and then also to connect with other people and kind of, um, I can see it having the ripple effect. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, my, everything I do is so colored by the trauma that I have experienced in my lifetime. Mm. And while I believe everybody is experiencing some level of trauma living in capitalism Mm. uh, under the boot of the patriarchy, Mm -hmm. um, I really feel like there are certain people that have an extraordinary amount of trauma Mm -hmm. and are often given gifts in exchange And one of the things that my experiences have taught me is that I am the one that gets to determine how I am feeling, Mm. the sensations that I'm willing to accept, and the emotions that I am embodying. And it's not easy, right? Right. I mean, we've all been triggered. We've all been there where where you lose connection with yourself, where you step away from your truth, where you disengage from that peaceful place which really is your core right Right. I mean I I think we all are at ease and relaxed in our natural state and it is the experience that we're having or the environment Mm -hmm. that is placing certain tensions within us but I can see how that like disrupts like the equilibrium then yes. or like that our internal like experiences or right. space. And... and sometimes that just comes from the experience of here I am in an unnatural situation where right. I don't know the rules and therefore I need to hold myself into a specific stillness, mm-hmm. maybe place a mask, mm-hmm. maybe pantomime certain um, 
cultural expectations so that I can navigate my way through and find safety, which really at the end of the day is what drives me, is seeking safety. Well, and it sounds like it's a very empowering process too, that like through trauma and your resilience really to be able to kind of come to the other side of things that you've picked up different gifts along the way and skills to be able to like, it sounds like give your sons a sense of control um, to be able to influence like your inner state and emotional well-being. I understand that I can't exert my will externally very successfully. Right. So what I have more success exerting my will internally and through spending time with myself and allowing um, myself to tap into and understand myself in these different perspectives. So I have many tools that I use, like meditation, uh, therapy, divination, mm-hmm. that help me recognize who I am, mm-hmm. understand the gifts that I have, and create plans and perspectives that help me navigate whatever situation may be coming along with the understanding that the only thing that I truly have control over is myself. Right. I can... I can assert my will externally. I can, um, you know, engage in relationship, which requires compromise, which requires exchange, mm-hmm. right? And have a measure of control over the types of relationships I'm willing to navigate and negotiate. Mm-hmm. Um, but there does come a point where there's a limit, right? And at the end of the day, if I am if I have lost my peace, if I have lost mm-hmm. my center, I'm the only one that I can rely on to find my way back there, you know? Yeah. And even when we have community support that may be offering me a tool or, or a technique or mm-hmm. trying to make suggestions about how to find myself, I'm the only one that really knows where I exist. Right. Right? I'm the only one that can, can truly find that peace for myself through turning inward and you know for me I was born an atheist Mm -hmm. right (laughs) I was raised an agnostic and I never conceived of the idea of God existing outside of me Mm. I've not been taught that God exists outside of me So it was easy for me once I was ready to come inside and to open to the God that exists within. It was very Mm -hmm. easy for me to kind of get in line with that and go, oh, okay, this is my directive. This is my my divinity showing me the way. That makes a lot of sense. And I can see just just being able to like listen to like that inner voice or that inner God and to be able to kind of help guide the way in, in many regards too, and having a sense of like control, but also just like flexibility and adaptability and creativity too, to kind of give yourself what you need in a, you know, moving environment and where there's a lot of moving pieces and life's always changing. And I think flexibility is a very good word there because a lot of it has to do with a willingness to get curious and explore. Mm -hmm. I don't know all the answers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not always correct. (laughs) There are things that occur to me that are not really good for me. (laughs) And it's my job then um, through reparenting, Mm -hmm. right, and recognizing that this is my life, this is my body, these are my choices. Mm -hmm. I'm the one that's in control And sometimes that means 
harnessing. Sometimes that means having discipline and restraint. Mm-hmm. Um, but often it means being willing to be wrong, being right. willing to explore what does that choice mean and how can I understand myself better through allowing myself to explore that situation or that decision so that, I, again, it all comes back to understanding myself better. Right. right? And, and that's so finding hard more too. peace. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that it just seems like a very vulnerable space to be into, especially when we're admitting to ourselves maybe we made the wrong mistake or, mm-hmm. we're, you know, we're kind of tapping into that to, like, look at those aspects of ourselves and to be able to kind of consider otherwise or to kind of reevaluate can be so difficult. But I can also see how that provides a wealth of information, too, to be able to help kind of guide the way or, you know, steer a different course or... Well, that's, it's shadow work, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's recognizing, you know, many people have been told a story about these are the things that are constituted as good behavior and these are the things that are constituted as evil behavior or bad behavior. And when you come to realize that in the nature of the universe, there is no good and bad, right? There are just opportunities to choose who you are. There are opportunities yeah. mm-hmm. to decide your path. And sometimes that means stepping off a little bit. And sometimes that means adhering very strictly. And I'm really looking forward to the time when more people feel more comfortable being themselves. Right. And being authentic in who they are and learning how to trust. And it is scary. Listen, it's totally scary. We are powerful beings. Powerful (laughs) beings. And at the same time, so fragile, you know, our physical bodies have limits and definitely a paradox there. It is. It's a beautiful paradox. (laughs) I love the paradox of life, right? You throw yourself into something, hoping for the best. And if it doesn't turn out, then you just love yourself through (laughs) the bottom there, right? Walk yourself home because that's really what it's all about, you know? trying to come to terms with um, who you really are. And, you know, it's, it's interesting when we think about this concept of peace. And for me, you know, the more we're talking about it, the more I'm just, when we speak of it, I'm just coming back to myself. I'm just coming back to the, right. to the calm, prepared, Mm-hmm. Right, because that's another thing. When I feel at peace, I feel ready. I feel capable of handling anything. I know that no matter what walks through the door, good, bad, or indifferent, I'm going to be able to handle it. I have my tools. I have my techniques. Right. I have my belief that the universe is always conspiring in my favor, and the ability to come back to center, to come back to my peaceful core, and to know myself. I love that because it seems like wherever you go, there you are kind of thing as far as like just whatever you need. You might not have the answers, but you'll be able to find your way, you know, with with your toolkit or what, you know, kind of turning inward or finding, you know, different guides along the way, Um, which I think is can be so hard. A lot of times we might be looking externally or taking Mm. opinions or thoughts from other people or trying different things or should, you know, we should do this, should Mm -hmm. do that and shooting ourselves. And, Mm -hmm. um, it seems like it's pretty clear as far as where you're at in any kind of circumstance that may arise and 
needing to kind of navigate through challenges and you feel confident in yourself that you'll be able to figure it out with what you have already, which I think is so important. Well, and you know, I, I would like to express that while I feel entirely capable um, at my best moments, um, you know, I'm underemployed. <laughs> I'm yeah. technically unhoused, um, single, divorced, and still seeking, I guess we would say success. I okay. think success is the thing that I am still seeking. And my guides, my heart, mm-hmm. my my soul tells me I'm in the right direction. I'm making the right moves. I'm moving the way the path has been lit for me. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel very confident that I am upon it. And that's a part of the practice too, right? right. Just even though things have happened to me in the last few years, and things have happened to everybody in the last few years. We had a global shutdown and right. global pandemic and nobody wants to talk about it. Absolutely. <laughs> Which I think is fascinating. Yeah. You know, there's all this pressure to just pick yourself back up and move on. Right. And yet that's not where healing is. That That's not right. where peace is found. Yeah. And I think the more people are willing to say, okay, I'm not where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't have the things that I want. But I am trying my best. Mm-hmm. I'm showing up. I'm being present. And I'm making purpose. Right? right. When you decide I'm going to live a life of purpose, I'm going to live a life devoted to peace, mm-hmm. I am going to center my experience on love, I am going to be a beacon in the world. I'm going to ensure that wherever I go, I am a blessing. Mm -hmm. These are choices that you make when you get cut off in traffic. These are choices that you (laughs) make when that weird guy tries to hit you up on the bar. (laughs) (laughs) These are choices that you are asked to make all the time, and they're very uncomfortable situations. And that's why so much of my guidance Mm -hmm. is just to remember who you are. Who are you in this moment? And remember that you have the opportunity to choose. I may be a person of privilege. Mm -hmm. You can't deny that you have privilege. What are you doing with the privilege? Right. Right. Are you hoarding it all for yourself or are you using it to help your friends and family, to help your community? Right. Um, So it all comes down to, again, those choices that we're making. What are we centering our life on? What are we driving ourselves with? And when we choose something like peace, I think it's so beneficial, not just to yourself, but to the greater community, recognizing that we all deserve peace. Right. You know, it's like no matter what's happening to me in America, I don't have bombs falling on me. Right. Right. I may feel the government's boot upon my neck. But it's not actually there. You know, I'm not subject to violence on a regular basis because I'm a pretty white girl. (laughs) (laughs) I do have privilege (laughs) to some extent. And recognizing it, I think, is is important. It's a part of the process of coming into knowing yourself because when those, those identities, when those masks Mm -hmm. or titles are assigned to us because of the circumstances of 
how we were brought into this world, the color of our skin, our gender, where we live, our socioeconomic status. Right. All these things are not who we are, right? They're just the guys. They're just the character that we've been given to play while we're here. Mm. And we ultimately get to decide what are we going to do with these gifts? What are we going to do with this consciousness? This moment that you have yeah. to choose who you are. Who are you in this moment? Are you a person of peace? Are you a mm-hmm. are you a being of of consciousness? Are you ready to explore what it means to deeply connect with other human beings and to open yourself to the to the tender places, to the wounded spots, to let yourself heal, to let the sunshine in and strengthen you? Hmm. Yeah, I was thinking a lot about strength too while you're talking. It's mm. like, it seems I, I, I visualize you almost like a mountain, you know, and just very like rooted and stable, um, based on just knowing yourself and always probably exploring and learning about yourself too. But also, um, yeah, just and uh, with identities and like how we might be perceived in the world or our views of ourselves or our values or what we deem as important and kind of just listening to that, you know, what we might need in certain moments to kind of navigate maybe the different weather on that mountain, you know, and, and it sounds like it, it doesn't, it still impacts you, but not to the extent to like get to your core or throw you off course. So you might feel that way sometimes, but you're able to kind of get back on the path and especially with different life stressors and stuff, sleeping probably better at night, just knowing like, well, I'm doing the best that I can and I'm tapping into who I am and doing what I believe in, what I know to be true and finding Mm -hmm. maybe an aspect of peace, even if it is, you know, very stressful and there's other things going on and different things to navigate or kind of figure out at the same time. That there's like, it seems like there's that paradox too, that we can be strong and... Um, be solid and grounded and find some peace, but at the same time, not always feel that way too. And the shifting environment and stressors and different things that are kind of popping up at the same time. Like the willow, right? Being able to bend and and Mm. flow with the circumstances that present. You know, you can be a powerful tree, right? You can be this strong, tall tree. If a tsunami comes... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But maybe all you have is sunshine. Mm -hmm. So is the tree that gets overwhelmed by the tsunami any less than the tree that stands in sunshine for Mm. its eternity? I mean, these are, I think, really the spaces in which we start to find our capacity to love ourselves, right? To, To recognize the, the situations that we're getting ourselves into, they're meant to, to be experienced. You're not being punished. You're not bad. You didn't do something wrong. Mm-hmm. Your attention is being asked. Your presence is being requested. And when you take the time to slow down and listen and to, to know that you are worthy and deserving of all the things mm. and that your worthiness and deservingness is not associated with anything on the external. And that includes the way your body looks, the way your clothes look, the job you have, your vehicle, your station in life. None of these things ultimately define you. Your willingness to be your authentic self, to trust 
yourself, Mm -hmm. the you that chose to come here and that has created a whole adventure for you to have while you're here. Right. And to know that it is not a punishment. So if you are in pain, that is data that is trying to get your attention so that you can shift something and get out of that pain. You know, pain in our body tells us where something is out of balance. Pain in our psyche tells us where something is out of balance. So when we're feeling pain, it's our duty to show up for ourselves and to say, all right, what is it? (laughs) (laughs) Who's calling? (laughs) And what do they have to say? And can I be still enough? Can I be Uh calm enough? Can I come into my center to receive? I love that. I I think so many of us, um, you know, try to shy away from that. You know, I think it takes a lot of bravery to kind of like lean into accepting pain or to be curious about it, you know, in whatever way it manifests itself, you know, to really kind of learn from it and kind of see it as a message or something that could be helpful versus Mm -hmm. something to be like, avoided or to push away or, you know, um, and to be able to kind of escape from and, and to find mm-hmm. comfort and try to try to eliminate like the painful aspects of life, you know, physical pain or emotional pain or any which way we're finding pain. I just think it takes a lot of bravery to be able to kind of like lean into that. And it sounds like with a sense of curiosity too, to what yeah. is this all about and how can this help me and mm-hmm. to get through this or to the next step or whatever it may be. Yeah, whenever I find myself saying, why is this happening to me? (laughs) (laughs) That's where I have an opportunity to explore and to get curious. Why is this happening to me? What what is it that my heart is trying to tell me? What is it that my guides are trying to tell me? Where is the message that I have missed, right? Because clearly there was some kind of indication that this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I didn't acknowledge it. I didn't receive it. So how can I pick up that information and figure out how to move forward in a way that's going to capitalize? Oh, yeah, it's going to capitalize. Okay, sure. Take advantage of. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because I have a love-hate relationship with money. That's one of the big wounds in Mm. my family line that I'm trying to figure out how to heal, you know, because I understand that money is energy. Mm. And for some reason, my energy repels it. (laughs) (laughs) And that does not make me very happy. And so... So what does so what does that mean then for you that you want to be kind of disconnected from money then and it, but at the same time needing it or wanting it in other respects is well so I'm an alien in an alien land you are I really am <laughs> I uh, the, was the born <laughs> <laughs> I am I was born into uh, an environment where I was an outsider from the very beginning and I was not taken through certain lessons and and um, learning that most people get from their parents from their schools from their governments from their religion mm-hmm. I kind of avoided a lot of that So there are big gaps in my learning. Mm -hmm. And 
one of the things that I found as I was a young adult and recognizing that I didn't understand how to navigate certain spaces and certain exchanges, I did my best to try and absorb as much as I could mm-hmm. and un- to understand these rules that were foreign to me. Mm-hmm. And then I came to a point where I decided oh, wait, I don't really like this. (laughs) This whole idea that there are people that are better than other people, that there are certain individuals that are more deserving than other people, that that there is such inequality. Mm. And that has really evoked a rejection within me to things like money and wealth and status. I see. And so now I am working on healing that wound because I like nice things. <laughs> <laughs> I like pretty things. I like to look pretty. And that requires money. Right. Uh, and I also like surviving. You know, my body That's needs helpful. to eat. <laughs> I, I would like to have safe environment to put my head down at night. Absolutely. And so I'm trying to unravel the tension and resistance that mm-hmm. is in with me, that resides within me, so that I can open to receive the wealth that I know I deserve, the bounty that I know is mine. Right. You know, I... It's really interesting, too, because there's so many layers to it. Because there's an ancestral curse on my family that has to do with money. And so I get to just figure out how I'm going to break it. Right. And then how I can counteract it with a spell of prosperity that will support not just me, but my future descendants, the community that I'm leaving behind once I'm done with this experience. And wouldn't it be nice if I could figure out how to do that yeah. Luxuriously. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> That'd be very nice. But so it seems like this is like one of those like bigger issues that you're trying to like grapple with and you might not have the answers yet. And well, just and I'm trying, trying to... to find peace. Right. I mean, that's the point, right? I'm mm-hmm. trying to make peace with wealth. Right. I'm trying to make peace with money. I'm trying to make peace with the fact that I live in a late-stage capitalism where people are valued less than imaginary resources. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a real hard time with that. Yeah, You know, there is a million and one ways to make money, and most of them are disingenuous, and most of them create more division. And I'm seeking to create more peace mm-hmm. and more solidarity. I mean, I'm a rebel at heart, <laughs> right? I I think it's so interesting, the free Palestine movement that's happening right now is so nostalgic for me mm. because one of my earliest memories is being four years old and at a free Palestine rally Mm -hmm. and I grew up in a college town and we were on campus and there was a a protest happening Mm -hmm. and my mom and one of her girlfriends and I snuck off to this other part of the building that was all dark 
and it was like a gymnasium space and it was echoey and we could hear the sound of the people nearby and the music playing. Mm-hmm. But we were away in this kind of secret space in the shadows and my mom's friend started twirling and twirling and twirling and twirling and her skirt would come up <laughs> and she didn't have underwear on, <laughs> which I thought was amazing. <laughs> I was like, Wow. I'm Very not the freeing. only one that wants to run around without underwear. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I forget where I was going with that. I just <sighs> It sounds like I think you were talking about the divide and kind of maybe finding peace. Well, a, I'm right. A... So here's an, a classic example of something that people have been in resistance to sure. for well, let's be honest, hundreds of years. Yeah. There's been a resistance point there. And one of the things that my studies of the mystery schools has taught me is that what you resist persists, mm-hmm. right? Because you still have attachment. You're still feeding that energy. Even when you're in resistance, you have to hold it to push it away. Right. Right. You have to give it yourself to make it move. Right. And, and you can't, right? There comes a certain point where... You, you are connected to the thing. You are fueling the thing. So while I am a huge proponent of liberation and peace for everyone mm-hmm. and for more uh, understanding that human life is precious, no matter what form it takes, I struggle with protest. I struggle mm. with allyship in certain ways because I know that what I resist persists. Mm. And the only way... There's another paradox there, too. I, right, because I can't ignore it. I can't pretend it's not happening. That, that's right. not the answer either, right? That's spiritual bypass, to pretend like everything is fine. Mm. So right. so how does one interact with these energies? And and this is, I think, the flip side also to the to the question of wealth, to the, to the question of prosperity. How, because I've been in resistance to... Right being seen as a greedy person to to having a flow of cash come to me through ways that I find mm, uncomfortable. Uh-huh. And yet there's a need there. There's a desire there. So how can I clear out the parts that I don't want without touching them? <laughs> <laughs> right? Because if I touch it, it, it becomes me. I become it. Mm. It's a very complicated energy. Um, we're having a conversation right. here that's really about alchemy, right? And about the transmutation, the 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 changing, the the magic mm-hmm. of taking something and having it become an entirely different entity through unseen forces, <laughs> right? Or how we influence. Mm-hmm. one another and right because there is there is we're community beings right and and there is an energy that is exchanged between us when two or more gather right and yeah. magic will appear and i think it's really important that i don't know the answers i don't i don't have all the answers and as I said earlier I'm not always right (laughs) so even when (laughs) I have answers they're not necessarily the right answers 
And at the same time, I have a deep desire to continue to be a positive influence on this world. And I know that asking questions is more important than having the answers. So I just keep asking questions. And maybe that's just it then too, that we're always kind of learning and growing and evolving and influencing one another and just kind of, yeah, I guess evolving or devolving or whatever might come of that then too. Well, that's, you know, when we meet, we exchange energy and that's the same for driving by somebody on the street or for, you know, getting into a really intimate, you know, having sex with somebody is the most intimate thing that you can do is exchanging on that really deep level. Mm -hmm. So there's all these different ways in which we can exchange energy the energy that you give another person stays with them for the rest of their life. The people that you meet, they change you. Right. And sometimes intergenerationally. Intergenerationally, yes, because you pass it on Mm because it's in your DNA. You are a sponge. You are absorbing your experiences and the energies of influence that are predominant in the time that you're in your body. And then... As you multiply and and propagate, <laughs> <laughs> that energy continues. You know, we now understand that I was alive and and residing within my grandmother. I was within my mother's body as she formed mm-hmm. in my grandmother's body. I've been around. Since 1949, <laughs> in some way, right. in some physical form. You know, I may right. not have been fully expressed yet, mm-hmm. but I was here. And the experiences that my mom had during her life prior to the point that she gave birth to me mm-hmm. color me. Sure. And I can see how the experiences that I had prior to giving birth to my children has colored them. And so in this way, we are continuing to express the energies of the past. That's why I think so many people get stuck on history, get stuck on on the past. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a point where the mind can really become consumed because it is so interesting when you really start getting in there. Yeah. Um, you could easily lose yourself in just exploring all the minutia and, and variables that have gone into creating who you are. And I do think it is important that we have a sense of self-awareness, that we have a sense of understanding who we are, that we have a sense of autonomy and sovereignty. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's really important that we remember that we're here to do something. And figuring out what we're here to do should be important. And what we're here to do may be something we've already done. Right. Maybe you've already fulfilled it. And and now you just get to figure out how to enjoy the rest of your life. (laughs) How cool is that, right? (laughs) That is cool. I like that. (laughs) I I think it just kind of underscores like how we're much more interconnected than I think we give credit for. Absolutely. Think about or consider. and, And it's interesting that it ties into that, you know, the root definition of peace and that like connectedness at the same time yes. too. And, and I wonder if kind of just recognizing that, cause a lot of times we might want to be more disconnected or push people away. And even like you're saying, um, 
like how we influence one another. And if we, mm-hmm. we're still attached, especially when we're pushing things away or people or mm-hmm. ideas or whatever it may be, that it's going to still persist, you know, but kind of leaning into that in a way to find like peace within those connections or to consider it like it's happening, whether we like it or not. And yeah, oh, yeah. how that plays a role. Yeah. I think one of the things that has been made really clear to me is that a lot of the understanding of ourselves comes from external sources that, I mean, come on, (laughs) (laughs) our science, our history, our legislatures, our economies, our trade has all been established predominantly by white men, cis, hetero, (laughs) white men. And I am not a man. And having interacted with men, I suspect there's much more better alternatives available that we have yet to discover. Mm -hmm. And I think the linear, logical... um, Newtonian physics that have kind of driven our understanding of our world um, is of the past. And now we're moving into the space of quantum mechanics, the space of understanding that there is magic alive within us and around us. And the more we can be willing to get flexible in our mind, the more that we're willing to be open to the realities that are trying to inform us constantly right the easier it'll be to get into that flow state that is where we're going we're we are moving in a direction of wholeness we are moving in a direction of um, i don't know how i want to say that it sounds like being able to kind of hold space for alternative ways of understanding the world or perceiving the world or life or to be able to broaden our our breath of our or to consider things differently. Well, and I'm really considering it as the feminizing of science and history and in the world that recognition that um, there is huge benefit to structure. You know, I want a strong foundation when I'm building a house. Right. Um, I may not want my house to be a square, though. (laughs) You know what I mean? And um, I think this feminine energy, which is more mutable, which is more flexible, which is more willing to explore the unknown, is how we're going to figure out the solution to all the problems that we have right now. Because really, the problems that we have is separation. And the solution is connection. The solution is community. The solution is listening to that person mm-hmm. that disagrees with you and figuring out how to make a connection, how to share uh, love, mm-hmm. compassion, acknowledge that this is a fellow human being, right? and be willing to realize that you're all of our safety relies on our ability to trust each other. And we've got to understand ourselves mm-hmm. so that we can truly discern mm-hmm. when the person in front of us is offering us help 
and when the person in front of us is offering a hindrance, right? Yes, that makes a lot of sense because when you were talking earlier just about kind of knowing yourself best and just that strength and it sounds very empowering to be able to kind of help guide guide the way to find that peace within yourself, um, even though, you know, life's throwing different challenges at you. And, and in this way, when we're considering other people and that interconnectedness, to be able to also, like, honor that, to kind of lean into that, to create that safety or that vulnerability, take those, what I would consider, like, healthy risks in relationships mm-hmm. to be able to be in conflict or disagreement while still staying connected and and honoring one another's positions and having compassion, even if you don't agree with somebody or, or maybe you don't even like them, but you know, to be able to sure. still stay connected in those, in that regard. As well. Yeah. It's, it's challenging. Um, particularly because there's, there's so much energy and fuel put behind the idea that, well, to separate us, the division, um, you know, men versus women, West versus East, uh, light versus dark, mm-hmm. right? And these are all illusions. We're all the same thing. We're all one being exploring what it means to be 8.2 billion beings on the same world. <laughs> yeah, That's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> like, you think about it, that's a lot. I mean, how hard is it just to decide on where to go to dinner with like six of your friends, right? right? But we've got 8 billion people here that are all trying to accomplish different goals. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the the biggest missteps that we have as humans is that we have relied too much on the logic, too much on the way that men have decided things should be. And I'm really looking forward to when more women (laughs) (laughs) um, influence. Because here's the difference. You know, people talk about Um, not wanting to allow women to rule because they're going to try and get revenge. And I think it's really just shows how little these individuals understand women because that's not the nature of a woman. You know, first of all, we're not talking about women taking over leadership roles. We're talking about redefining the way we look at leadership and recognizing Mm -hmm. that committees and councils and community is where the real power is. And this idea that there is one individual at the top of the pyramid who is making rules and decisions for everybody is ludicrous. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have shenanigans happening. Because <laughs> shenanigans. we've established ourselves in a way that is hurtful to the individual. Because we've forgotten that we're interconnected we're all breathing the same air we are all drinking the same water you know this is a closed system and Mm -hmm. sometimes we get debris from the external but it's a closed system and and when we can start really seeing that I feel like that's where the where more people will be able to experience true peace right Mm -hmm. so much of what knocks people out of their peaceful place is the inequality that we have in this world Mm -hmm. and a powerful source of resistance (laughs) is to be able to foster it for yourself be able to foster peace for yourself be able to foster love for yourself be able to foster 
a knowing of who you are. So you can beam that out into the world and be strong enough to resist, to to be the strong oak, right? Standing in the, in, in well, I mean, what are we talking about? A tsunami here? Here's, <laughs> right? <laughs> Just thinking about my metaphors. No. Maybe, maybe that's <laughs> not the best. Um, because a tsunami completely destroys. However, it leaves behind the seeds. Right, right? and then there's growth again. Because mm-hmm. and- we go through cycles. And, and the world's not coming to an end. The way we have done things is coming to an end. The, mm-hmm. the business as usual is coming to the end. The idea that we can continue to suck resources out of the earth for what? Like, for what? Mm-hmm. For what? For a small minority of beings to have great power and a majority of beings to suffer. Well, and I can see how just that interconnectedness and if we're switching our focus mm-hmm. more to that just as a society, like how that also shifts responsibility, you know? And, yes. And, like, and also our perspective. It's not just us versus them or me versus everybody else or... It's more of just we're all connected and considering everybody, you know, to kind yeah. of hold space for that and responsibility and being, I would imagine, kinder to one another and just kind of looking out for one another one and stuff hope. too when we feel connected yeah. and like um, we're all part of this and we're all in it together yeah. versus this, like, I'm just going to take resources for myself because mm-hmm. that's what I need and I know I'll be better off that way, but we're missing the interconnected piece of it or how that might be influencing other people. and Right. And vice versa. Well, even, you know, it's illustrated in the land back movement, right? Again, it's not about having indigenous people come and take over your house. (laughs) It's about recognizing that there is a rhythm to nature. There, There is a... When you become harmonized with the earth... When you are in rhythm with her, it makes it easier to plant crops, makes it easier to thrive, makes it easier to understand the variables that you have to deal with so that you can thrive. And we have been segregating ourselves from nature. Um, We've been taught that we have dominion over nature, that, that we are ruling nature. And I really feel like that's a part of this separation that has led to us pulling apart from each other. Mm-hmm. It's because we don't recognize ourselves in the earth. We don't recognize ourselves in the birds and the bees and the trees. We don't recognize ourselves in each other even. Right. And when we can, when we can flow, when we can see that there is a time to there is a time for everything, right? right? There, There is a time when this body will fail and it will no longer be able to survive. And then I get to explore a whole new adventure, which is going to be very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to do everything that I can within my power to make sure that I have as, as fruitful a time in this body as I can to, mm-hmm. to experience all the things that I feel called to, you know, understanding that my desires are... It's a GPS signal for my soul, right? Go check out this whole <laughs> area over here. Yeah. And as far as coming back to this idea of, of fostering peace, 
I really feel like, you know, when you, you hit on it there, when you were talking about taking responsibility and I think so much of, at least here in America, so much of kind of what we're told and how we're informed to understand ourselves is that it's dog eat dog. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And that we're, no man is an island, however, hoard as much as you can. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're animals, right? Right. And yeah, because they're panicked, because you're being rude Mm -hmm. and taking more than is your share and leaving people to feel like there's not enough when there's more than enough in this world. I mean, that's something my guides tell me over and over and over again. There's more than enough. There's more than enough. Nobody needs to go without. It's the redistribution that we need to figure out how to welcome, mm-hmm. right? And again, this this when you can foster peace for yourself, it helps you shift out of the I need to survive mechanism and into the I can now thrive mechanism. Mm. And the more people that can do that, I think the better off we are, right? Because we are a community, because right. because we are interconnected. And the more of us that are doing well, the more the better off we are. I've never understood. I mean, it was very confusing to me for a very long time why more money was not invested in in school. Mm. Why our children are taught lies. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Why aren't you building good citizens? Why aren't you teaching us how to take care of each other? Why aren't you showing us how to make each other better? Because right. wouldn't that be the the height of a great nation <laughs> to have healthy, prosperous, happy citizens? I can see, and I think that kind of ties into what you're saying. I'd that harmony, that word just kind of really sticks out to me when you said that too. And just that interconnectedness and like finding harmony with it rather than trying to like push those connections away and, Mm -hmm. you know, to like, and in school and with kids and communities and parents and families and Mm -hmm. everybody just to be able to honor that in one another and find Mm -hmm. that harmony or with nature, you know, it doesn't have to be people. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People can be hard. They're very complicated. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And nature, I tell you what, when when you can see yourself in a bee, when when you can see yourself in a tree, it's I mean there's there's nothing that I can say that can describe what it feels like because it is indescribable. Yeah. It is universal, it's cosmic. And I think the more people that are willing to allow themselves to be a cosmic being. Mm-hmm the better off we're all going to be. And I truly believe that peace is one of the foundational building blocks for our future. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to leave it like that. Yeah. Mm. That's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Before we wrap up this fascinating journey into the realms beyond our everyday perception... I want to extend my deepest gratitude to our extraordinary guest today. Seraphis, your presence on Peace Pathfinders podcast has been nothing short of magical. 
In a world that sometimes seems tethered to daily trials and tribulations, your ability to traverse the mystical and bring those experiences into our conversation is a gift. It's a reminder that the pursuit of peace and connection takes many forms, and your unique perspective has added a rich layer to our exploration. So thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much, Jody. This has been a lovely, lovely journey. It's been an honor having you here. To connect with Seraphis directly, you can find her at her website, seraphis.com, that's S-E-R-A-F-I-C-E, or on social media through YouTube at Seraphis, on Instagram at Seraphis underscore, on TikTok at Seraphis, or by email, contact at seraphis.com. To further the conversation, please subscribe, like, comment, and share this podcast. Thank you for joining us on this journey towards peace and connection. We hope today's episode has brought you new insights and inspiration. If you've enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe and visit peacepathfinders.com to explore our community board, our collaborative discussion groups, peace coaching opportunities, and more. Until next time, peace in and peace out.